Welcome to Buffy Boyfriends. Uh, we are two boyfriends watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I'm Mike. I'm Sam. And we have a special guest this week, um, Ray Hamilton Vargo. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Very excited to be talking about Buffy. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, and this is a huge moment uh, for me. Ray, you were the person who introduced me to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So truly, this would not be possible without you. Wow. wow. Full circle. My, yeah. My impact. Yeah, no, Intergenerational I mean, Buffy fandom. Yeah, we were there uh, on the ground trading the DVDs amongst <laughs> each other in high school, like being annoyed if someone who was a little bit ahead of us took too long to finish a season that we wanted to watch. Like it was it was a time. Yeah, it was um, like you're playing mini golf and then the people ahead of you won't get off the course, but with DVDs. Wow, that's a great Survivor Tribal yeah. Council analogy. All of us that's trading Ray's crazy. chosen collection of the DVDs. Oh, so Ray, you had the the DVDs. You were the, the supplier. I still do. Uh, there was me and then I think another person maybe ended up getting some DVDs. And maybe somebody got some from the library. I truly don't know. By the end of high school, I did purchase both Buffy and Angel on DVD, but uh, not the first time. Not in my, you know, in the in the two months that it took me to watch it the first time, I was using Ray's DVD. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it took me that extra eighth week was because uh, I believe Allison Bartlett was watching season six, and she was not done by the time I was done with season five. Okay, you just read Allison Bartlett. If you're out there That's listening, crazy. Allison, we'd love to have you on the pod. She she might be. She follows me on Twitter. Um, she's yeah no. Um, that's crazy because I remember once going to her house and she watched a whole season in like two days. She just like sat down and was like, um, I'm sure anyway. it was just you know timing issues. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm you know not holding a grudge. Uh, half my lifetime later. Well, that's good. Yeah, that that's... could be a that would be a plotline on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Maybe yeah. next episode. Part of this episode even. Yeah. Oh man! Right, but guide us. I mean, we we've hint, we've touched on it a little bit, but what is your Buffy journey like? Uh, how'd you get into it? What or have you ever seen it before? Have I ever seen it before? This is, I think, my fourth or fifth watch through, um, and it's sort of hard to because season one I've definitely seen more times than the other seasons, even though it is not my favorite season. Sorry, that was my in-house robot letting me know the door in my house is closed. Thank you, robot. Um, but Malik uh, is here. <laughs> Malik is here, and he knows if my doors are open or not. And he tells me <laughs> if someone leaves the door open, which sometimes they do. Um, so, yeah, um, I uh, started watching Buffy with my friend Helena when we were on summer vacation in high school uh famously it freaked my dad out that we were like sitting inside watching dvds when we were like out in the woods he's like what about nature and i was like well what about anthony stewart head have you considered this um and so i came back to high school and i was like we have all got to get on this train and everybody basically did 
Um, <laughs> there was a lot of trading DVDs around. Yeah, it was basically a huge trendsetter, very popular. Uh, definitely didn't start an anime club that only had three members in it. Don't no, very popular. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was present. I was one of the members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was us and Doug. No, that can't be right. Who knows? And um, but anyway, yeah, Buffy. Um, it was such a big part of like our high school friend group, and like everybody had it as a reference point and was talking about it. Um, and then I showed it to my mom, and my mom wanted to watch all of it. Um, it, so we wa watched it all together. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then during the beginning of this very exciting, never-ending pandemic, I sat my boyfriend down and we watched it together. Um, and it's fun to, uh, we didn't do a podcast though, so I don't know what that says about our relationship. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I did say <laughs> a, a couple, like a year or two ago that I would never monetize our relationship and I lied. <laughs> Are we making money off of that? We, I mean, we, we might. We might. We're we're open to making money off of this. Hey, I've got a Manscaped advertisement running on my other podcast right now. Whoa, Manscaped! I, if you're listening, <laughs> um, would love to get another promo code. Hello, uh, but yeah. So yeah, I um, Buffy was a big part of high school. It was a big part of. I mean, honestly, it was a big part of me wanting to be uh, an actor it was like looking at the way that stories can be told over multiple years. Like I really loved that show and loved the way that like the characters in the story grew over time. Spoilers for Mike, the characters in the story will grow over time. I'm so sorry. I've ruined everything. Um... Except for Xander. <laughs> I don't believe Xander will ever grow. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. You may we won't confirm or, or deny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, um, it had a huge impact on my life. Every time you on the pod talk about like, uh, joke about doing a Buffy reboot, I'm like, wait, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you'll yeah. be the first one cast. Perfect. Pick, I would pick your character. Hot young watcher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think you should be, I think we need to, I think after this episode though, I'm ready to re- to cut off Giles from the reboot and put oh. Miss Calendar into that role. Mm, fair. Oh, this is fair. This I don't think fair. Giles has brought anything in eight episodes that she did in 15 minutes of screen time. She slayed it. <laughs> so um, iconic. But, Ray, yeah, I feel like your Buffy journey has a lot of parallels with mine. Obviously, we got into it at around the same time. Uh, but then I also, I mean, I watched all of it with my mom, including Angel, and it, Buffy was also a major impact on me wanting to work in entertainment as well and got me thinking a lot more about production and television and just loving long-term stories like you said yeah uh we're basically the same person um <laughs> in two different cities with different yeah anyway uh we're basically the same <laughs> but our minds are melding here like... on the podcast together perfect yes though we are apart indeed indeed um, um well, I'm sorry. I were you, were you going to say something? It's time for um. No, I should we get into the episode? I don't know. Absolutely, yes. This episode was written by Ashley Gable and Thomas A. Swyden, um, who wrote one other episode of Buffy that we have not yet 
reached, uh, but it is in season one and it is episode 11. Um, another iconic episode, I would say. These two are kind of killing it. I'm sad that they weren't brought back for future seasons. Um, but, and it's, you know, the this front matter where we're talking through the actors and the, like, credits of the episode are, it's a lot of, uh, one person went on to greatness and another person sort of never did anything ever again. Um, <laughs> Thomas Swyden uh, worked on a couple, like, he worked on Fast Track and one episode of Xena and Soldier of Fortune, but never worked in the 2000s. Uh, his career ended before the 2000s started, and then uh, Ashley Gable continued writing and uh, producing shows, Magnum P.I., The Mentalist, uh, Family Law, all sorts of things. Two out of three of those are shows that I have heard of. Go off. <laughs> Designated Survivor. I've heard of that. A show one. that would always come up in my searches for Survivor. <laughs> they worked on Person of Interest as well. I feel like that's a big show. I mean, uh, Buffyverse alum star on Person of Interest. Hello. Uh, who? No one you know. But <laughs> semi-related, I this week I was reading a lot about where the comics went. Um, they went through. They you know they had they had a lot of ideas <laughs> in the they in the comic sure seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, you know, I've never really thought about continuing on, and now that I've read the epilogue of the universe, I don't think I will. No spoilers. Yeah, there were choices that were made. Mike, spoilers, <laughs> there were choices that were made. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry to tell you they made decisions. Yeah, that's always well, a seems problem. to be in line with the TV show. They, they, they love making decisions on this show, creatively. Oh. Um, this episode well, is directed... By Stephen L. Posey, who it seems like he mainly worked in cinematography. Um, he loved cinnamon top topography, um, but directed some stuff too. Uh, directed some episodes of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. My ever burning love for Star Trek: Deep Space Nine ringing true. Uh, worked on Xena Warrior Princess and Tour of Duty as a cinematographer for twenty nine episodes. Every time I delve into these people, they they're, they're working on stuff. I've never even heard of, but then they're like, yeah, I did a hundred episodes of this show in the eighties. And I was like, nobody's ever heard of this. I, it gives me hope every time there's a TV show with like six seasons that I've never heard of. I'm like, I listen, there's room for me. Like, just put me in some show. Nobody's going to remember in five years. That's fine. I'll have fun. <laughs> um, and then I was, I, I was looking on the, on the IMDb for the episode. There's this guy named Robert Miller, who I believe would have been the person who designed the big <laughs> Moloch costume. Uh, he was credited as like suit creator or something. What was it? It was suit now, fabricator. Suit. Whoa. I think it, I mean, I would assume it's the Moloch costume. I'm not really sure. Um, Buffy's suits. <laughs> the well, icon no, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of good fashion in this episode. Yeah. Because there's the monster makeup moment, but then there's the robot moment. True. Maybe he did both. I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. Robert, if you're we'll listening. We'll never know. It's unknowable. He worked in costume design uh, in the costume department on a lot of stuff. So I, I've got to think that he did the big robot face. He, yeah, he got it. Um, for our IMDb deep dive this week, I was very into the actor of Fritz. Fritz really sold. Uh, he really gave. If you're not jacked in, you're not alive. 
I'm jacked in, I'm jacked in, I'm jacked in. I mean, come on. He was Party. dedicated. Party, come on. No, Every single line for Ted, he slayed. <laughs> and he was slayed. Yeah. He, but, I was also thinking about, like, the, like, the script for that actor, like, does not immediately, like, you wouldn't read that script and immediately think, like, Oh, like I should have the creepiest, deepest voice ever. Like it, he e easily could have been like, oh, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> party. But like, that's not the direction that he took him. And it is so iconic that he decided to make him such a stone faced, like, uh, like the computer teacher is like, hey, buddy. You're too into computers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she could, yeah. Fritz was amazing. It, and I'm sad to report he, this was one of his three credits ever as an actor. Uh, he worked on Murder Live and The Last Dawn and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all in 1997. Never worked again. Big year for him. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that's just What's the energy name? he brought to every. Oh, party. right. I didn't say his name. Um, and now IMDb is not loading it's oh it's jameson ryan jameson, jameson ryan. ryan come on two first names we gotta i mean honestly only ryan is a first name don't pull him. this up you'll you never know what it'll what'll come up he's dead he has or only three acting credits you're right don't don't you're getting a little too freewheeling on the Buffy dot fandom dot. What if I go to Buffyverse and beyond? No, you can, <laughs> you this, barely got the Buffyverse. You can't get beyond. Don't, right. Don't Let's see what is LinkedIn is LinkedIn safe? Yeah. Okay. You can always I yeah you can always look on LinkedIn for these actors. That's fine. If you're by not me. LinkedIn. Damn. You're not alive. <laughs> That's what everybody in the professional world thinks. We're getting a lot of ryan jameson's but there is one yeah, jameson ryan in philly the first name do you think that's fritz that does not look like fritz <laughs> damn jameson if you're out there we'd love to talk to you we would get on the pod <laughs> um but i also pulled up the actor for dave the other <laughs> the other nerd the other nerd um and he's not as it. much but he gave not as much but he gave he was yeah he was that's helpful he was nice, um, and he gave away clues that they knew what was going on for no reason. Um, really helping, but he's worked so much. He he has like multiple credits a year on a bunch of different TV shows. Um, never staying for too long on any one TV show. Did I see Pen Fifteen at the top? Yes, he was Whoa. on Pen Fifteen very recently as bouncer slash man selling water slash room twenty one L four occupants. Yeah, I okay. Don't, I don't know Work. What, what episode was this? A man of many talents. The jacuzzi episode. I, you know, I gotta rewatch Pen Fifteen. Don't remember that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And, um, yeah, those were sort of the slayers of the episode. But we can get into the episode now. I think we did everything we normally do up at the top, right? Because I realized that I in uh, the pack episode, I forgot to ask about Joe and Kantai's uh, Buffy background, and we just sort of got into it. And mm. so I'm lamenting, but we'll just have to cover it next time they're on. Yeah. Gotta have them back on the pod. Obviously. Slay. If they send in a little voice note, maybe we can play <laughs> yeah. or stitch it into the episode. How does that work? I mean, we could do that. That episode has dropped, unfortunately. Uh, so I would hate to go back and re-edit it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to make you do more work. 
So this episode opens with uh, the 1500s or 1400s in Italy. Whoa. Um, there's a demon guy. And he's what? asking his followers if they love him. And he wants to give them everything. All he needs is his love. And then he kills his follower. His and lover. This show. It's erotic, right? It's very erotic. It's definitely erotic, but I feel like this show needs to come up with something other than killing your followers to be a menacing villain. Like, the, it, the master does it all the time, and now Moloch is doing it. You're gonna Darla run out did of, it. You're gonna Maybe run they, out all of think, exactly. they all think they're going to be the follower that lives. Like, that's bad for your engagement, Mama. Like, you need more followers, not fewer. Right. This is like when Zayn Malik was like, I'm done making music for teenage girls. It's like, babe, all you've got is teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. Honey. Honey, know your audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah. We uh, see a bunch of monks starting to chant, and they're just kind of like, we're going to bind Moloch. And all of this is subtitled. This is yeah. so, It was so uh, interesting to me that it was like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, it's Italy. Why? They, I love... they needed a, some sort of backstory. They can't do everything in Sunnydale. Yeah. Did they need some... Because they haven't in any other episode. Like, this is the first episode where they were like, we gotta start with a flashback. And it was so out of character with the other episodes that for a second, it was like, oh, is this gonna be a gag where, like, they pull away and actually, like, they're watching this on TV and it's a monster movie or something. But no, it's just what happened. Um, and it's, it's, it's very campy. It's fun. It's the biggest book I've ever seen. I guess they have to fit a big old demon in it, but like, damn. Um, I think that they've really learned from the Mrs. French episode where they're not even, they're, they're not even attempting a like, like to mislead the audience. They're like, this doesn't work. Like everybody knew she was a bug right away. Like yeah. they just want, they show us the book disappearing. There's no mystery at all. And like who the, like everybody knows Malcolm is Moloch basically, except for the characters. And I feel like that is better for the product. Yeah. It's a dramatic irony moment. We know what's going on. The characters don't know what's going on. And it kind of creates the suspense where we're like, when are they going to figure it out? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very dramatic binding of the demon. Lots of telling the demon to come. Um, demon come. Demon come. Lots of coming in this episode. Yeah, they did that a bunch of times. Coming this... and jacking. That's all this episode's really about. <laughs> a very listen. They're all very erotic episodes. Honestly, it's what are you gonna do? Um, uh, I was wondering when I saw the book if they drew his face on it and then put him in there or if like they put him in there and then it's like and now there's an impression of his face but later when he's out of the book his face is still on there so i feel like they drew it that's what i was gonna say it's, it's there whether he's in the book or not so i think that they etched it in before casting the spell well maybe they weren't the original moloch people maybe they found this book like buffy and the gang and they opened it true did a little reading wonder, and realized their mistake we don't know how old Moloch is. Yeah. yeah. It's because you would think that if this was, if he had just been out and about for centuries before he was trapped in the book, everybody would have already been a follower of Moloch. So you I bet think. they just let him out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he yeah. worked very quickly in Sunnydale. So, yeah. He had a factory up and running in the days. He was crashing the economic system of 
the world. Something. I know there was some background information the, yeah. about that. It was it was like it was like Releasing Digimon the killers. movie <laughs> where Dioboromon uh, <laughs> released the nuclear codes and crashed the stock market. They took notes. Classic. That those those are literally the last two things that Buffy and Giles suggest Mala could do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike. Do you think that this is the last we will see of Moloch, or do you think he will be released from the book again? We better see Moloch again. I was very team Moloch. I think he could be rehabbed and reformed by Buffy and the group. Like he has a lot of skills that are, I think, missing on the team. I think there are some team members that are not really bringing <laughs> much to the table besides a lot of problems. Oh this episode. <laughs> so I, I would be comfortable seeing Moloch again in a more hero related capacity maybe i love that moloch we're looking out for you moloch, i would release the book i would open the book and let moloch out <laughs> okay and he said I that noted um <laughs> this episode introduced a lot of new secondary characters uh i mean mike you've already talked about miss calendar queen uh yes love she's there in the library when buffy pulls the book out and she's like manning a scanning project for the library she's very into computers yeah mm -hmm. she's um first note i have here god she's so cute yep correct uh yeah she's just amazing i also feel like their technology that they have is so like ahead of the game they have these huge scanners and they also have webcams at like every school computer which for 1997 was a big deal like you had to buy a separate webcam. Why would you put that in a school where the only people using it are children? I do not know. Um, but you know, they did. And yeah. Um, yeah. They had like Willow, it's not, and it's not even just like scanners that you like put your book down on and the, it scans itself. Like Willow had like a hand scanner that she was like doing all the pages by herself. Do you think that was a real thing or did they make it up for the show? I think it's probably real. It's probably real. It's probably like definitely in 97, it was probably super expensive. <laughs> so again, it is just wild that this computer lab had it. They also never get into, I, I kept waiting for the part in the episode where they're like, where Giles would be like, oh, right. I had this book shipped to me from the archives of where we put demon books. And there was no, it was so wild to me that, he just took this they took the book immediately out of the box and he was like here you go children put it in the computer what could go wrong like doing a very bad job of keeping things under wraps right shouldn't he have like known what was coming like these he there's not i don't understand the process i guess like just instantly started putting it in the scanner like shouldn't you look shouldn't you look and know that it's Moloch? because when he tells jenny later that it's Moloch, she's like oh it's Moloch? like they know who Moloch is and the whole deal so they should right. have been like a little careful with this cover. book. He looks at the and cover I and I he's to... like, I know that drawing, that's Moloch. <laughs> I guess I have to question the thought process of putting all of the demon books in the computer anyway. Clearly because this one this... was not meant for the, the I mean, they. I guess they didn't think that the scanner would release the demon because they didn't think of it as reading. But why were they uploading other demon books into the computer? Like, isn't that all accessible by all of the other students? Yeah, probably. But I mean, maybe they don't think it's real because like they could it's accessible by all the students if they just came to the library and looked at the demon books. 
I feel like Giles would lock them up in that cage, which we only saw for the first time two episodes ago. <laughs> Incorrect. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think there's like a restricted section because Xander took out a bunch of books on witchcraft. She'll get the naked engravings. So yeah. I think that they're all just like in the stacks. I don't know. My, I don't think my library had books about witchcraft. But well, your librarian wasn't Giles. You're right. Yeah. So are they they scanning in like a demon book and then they do like Pride and Prejudice and then like there's a witch book and then they put in Catch-22. I'm looking at the bookcase right here to find books yeah. for this. I think so. I But like, is this legal for them to be doing? I don't know. To just well, be like, like a Also, is it necessary? Like, we know what's going on this Like... It's, like, yeah, it's like this should not have been, these witchcraft books should not have been the front of the line for the scanning. It should have been like Pride and Prejudice and like a dictionary. What is the copyright on demon books? Or is that allowed to be uploaded to the internet? I don't think the monks are going to claim IP on this one. They've got to be in the public domain by now, for sure, for sure. True. Um, 1500, public domain. There's my robot again. <laughs> Uh, well, um, I'm not hearing it when you're talking about this robot, but I, I'll, tr I'll trust you. That means my microphone is doing a good job, and I am doing what? A bad job. Good job, microphone. Um, this is also when we get some an iconic Fritz line. Uh, it says, the written page is obsolete. The only reality is virtual. If you aren't jacked in, you're not alive. And this is before Moloch is like influencing him. This is just his human belief. He's, he's like that. <laughs> Yeah, he said, this is me. To the table. Because I feel like there's a lot of times on this show where you can't necessarily 100% blame the person for their action because they're literally being influenced by a demon. But this was before Willow scanned Moloch, so we know that this was what he thinks. He was easy like picking. <laughs> right. Yeah, like later, if you look at him versus Dave, Dave is like, oh, I don't want to do a murder. And Fritz is like, I'm ready. My yeah, they they thought about being in a cult, and he was like, "You know what? I'm not going to be in a cult." <laughs> being in a cult seems dangerous. Uh oh, um, but yeah, yeah. But Fritz is ready. Uh, even even Miss Calendar is like, "Fritz, you are too into computers." Um, and then yeah. she gives Giles some stats about how cool the internet is, which at this point seem like, duh, <laughs> like it's so it's such a different. Like it's she's like, did you know that this year there was more email sent than regular mail? And it's like, yeah, but I guess thirty years ago that was a that was a big deal. If Miss Calendar could see twenty twenty two, what would she think? I'm sure she'd love it. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she seems younger than Giles, and I mean, Anthony Stewart head is still kicking. She's probably still kicking around here somewhere. What does she Mike have to said. Say? When after their first scene, he was kind of like, "Oh, is this Giles' love interest?" To me, it seems like they hate each other. So I don't know. <laughs> a classic trope on TV and in real life: people who hate each other hook up all the time. Um. Yeah. Uh. No, I do love the scene where she's like, uh, "He's like, we'll have to do this again," and she's like, "We were fighting." And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it again." <laughs> like that is that that's kind of a cute moment. Yep. That's some repartee. Yeah. And you know we love quips on a <laughs> Whedonverse TV show. Boo. <laughs> um, uh, 
okay, yeah. So they all clear out. Willow's like, I'm gonna stay late and keep working on this. Sure. And Miss Calendar's like, okay, bye. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, Willow's scanning. Uh, she scans a book. Alone in the school. In the school. It's it like, and it's like so dark in there. Like the sun has gone down. The lights are off, and she's working. Um, but well, she's a nerd. Yeah, she loves the library and she loves computers, so she's really thriving this episode. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, is everything okay? It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric just had to get something from my desk and he was doing like a spy move to mm -hmm. not be seen. <laughs> anyway. Um... Uh, sorry for blowing up your spot. Um, you skipped She's, over something very important, which is the shirt that Xander is wearing in this scene. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say that for my fashion moment. We'll save it. What was yeah. the shirt he was wearing? We'll talk about it later. It's an iconic Xander uh, outfit, but it is hidden. You have to be, you have to like know it's there basically to look for it. Wow. Um, but I could immediately clock it. But I was on. I, my eyes were peeled for what they were wearing because I knew fashion moment was a segment. There's so much. This episode was incredible. They were turning wise. looks left and right. Buffy had like four different yeah. amazing outfits. So Which one will we pick? Yeah, yeah, hard to say. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Willow scans the book and the words disappear. And instantly the computer says, Where am I? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a cool concept, the idea of like a demon being bound and then immediately waking up and like, a kind of space they would have no context for and like figuring like i i think the concept of a demon in the computer is cool i think it's cool and i'm coming out and i'm saying it and i've said it and it's said um but yeah like what would what would you think if you woke up in a computer i mean yeah if we're thinking about jenny calendar reacting to 2022 technology think about moloch reacting to 1997 technology yeah. They didn't even yeah. know what the word technology was when he was alive. <laughs> um, it would have been technology. <laughs> technology. And the technology would be like, uh, oh, we found a new cool way to grind grain. Olives. I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's olives. Come on, olives. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, um, so yeah, she's but like this was like the, they they literally just like from moment one they're like the demon is in the internet mm -hmm. know that and I I, I agree with like, Ray I, I agree this was a slay uh, concept of an episode I thought they did it really well and even I mean they made it extremely after school especially as they were yeah. in I guess intending to do but even that was well done i guess i feel like there was a lot uh in this time and in the years following of them being like of just like tv and culture being like people online are dangerous yeah was the internet that ubiquitous back in 1997 i guess i mean i was in kindergarten so i don't think i had access to a computer lab with uh the video screens or whatever but were people online back then I they must have been I think at the time it was, and you kind of see it in Miss Calendar and Giles's interactions. Like, if you were online, like there were like a community of people who were online, and there was stuff online. But it wasn't like, of course, everybody's online. It's weird that you don't have an email address. Like there were people who were not online. Yeah. Right. Um, like it was a, it was a thing, but it was not like a, 
uh, a thing that everybody used all the time. Yes, and it was all decentralized. Everybody, you had to create their own pages. Uh, you know, got to get on GeoCities. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of GeoCities. It's old internet stuff. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just I thought this episode was good, even though there was no Cordelia and Angel was also nowhere to be seen. That's fine. It, that's fine, but I just, you know, I love when the whole cast, the whole uh, ensemble is interacting. Yeah, I think Talk Cordelia me. could have really slayed some of the internet speak. Yeah, Where or just been like, what are you guys doing here? Well, we saw, yeah. oh yeah, she was really she was, good in the computer she class. She was a little programmer. Yeah, she <laughs> takes computer science. She would not have been pulled in by Moloch. She would have seen the ruse immediately. Yeah, she's all about physical, getting in the room with one another. She, she, she doesn't like need to look it. online. She's successful enough person to person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unlike us, who met online. Yeah, we couldn't do it in person. We had to go the Moloch route. Yeah, this episode was about our relationship um, making each other come. Um... <laughs> So like the wow. we, we get to a full like week later, and Buffy and Willow are at school, and Willow like overslept because or not she didn't oversleep, but she's really tired because she spent all night. Oh, it's not tired. Buffy tried to call her a bunch of times, but their line was like caught up because Willow was using it to be on the internet instead of the phone system. Dialogue, yeah, uh, because she was talking to Malcolm. Malcolm. So do they say, do they say like one week later, like, do they confirm that it's been a week? Yeah. Willow says like, it, cause I also, I thought it was the next day, but um, at some point in this conversation, Willow's like, I met him last week or something like that. Okay. Cause I was, there was a point where I was like, ma'am, it's been like three days. Okay. So it's been, it's been like 10 days. By the end <laughs> yeah. of That's much yeah. more reasonable. Um, Okay, okay, okay. Willow in a very cute outfit also in this scene. She's got like a little denim jacket and a little flower dress. Mm, lovely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good interactions uh, here, but Buffy's like, you can't have a secret. There's a rule. You have to tell me everything. And then Buffy, there's a, I can't remember what all the questions are, but Buffy asks her like four questions in a row and Willow just like, <laughs> Willow says, no, Malcolm, no, and very nice, like all at the same time to answer all her questions. This episode mm -hmm. just yeah, like was... does he go here? What's his name? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, like it's uh so cute. Um and, and it just it's such a good showcase of Buffy and Willow's friendship. Their friendship is so beautiful. And it really is like you guys have touched on in previous episodes, like literally they are friends and Xander is there. <laughs> like <laughs> um and yeah, it's it's uh Buffy does, I think, a really good job of navigating this whole, like, she doesn't understand the concept of, like, meeting someone online, and she wants to be happy for Willow, but she's also, like, concerned about, like, who is this guy, and I, I think that she navigates that really well, you know, she's not immediately like, oh, well, whatever, I'm sure it's fine, but she's also not like, boo, I hate your boyfriend, because I can't see his face, you know, like, she's she's processing the information in real time. She does say one slur for little people, but you know, what are you gonna do? And I don't even go. remember that, but I believe you. Damn. 1997 was crazy. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Um uh anyway. But yeah, she also <laughs> there's the moment where Willow's like, oh, we met online, and she goes, online for what? 
we don't say that in America. We don't say I was waiting online. Apparently, like, some people, it's a regional thing. Like, I, I have friends who grew up in Staten Island, and they say online. Okay, well, why do grew up in California? <laughs> like... <laughs> Maybe that's a maybe there's people in California who say it too. Maybe Buffy's been to England. In England, don't they, they wait in the queue? There? Oh, they wait in the queue. You know, they're in the queue. They queue up. Who waits well, online? Who, who's online? I I don't I th I think it's a regional Americanism. Who's online? Willow is online. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Willow doesn't know what he looks like, and Buffy just keeps expressing concerns where she's like, I don't, like, just, are are you sure? Like, what's going on? It's very weird. And this is when the computer, like, turn, like sort of the, the camera connected to the computer looks at Buffy, and we get a pixelated image of her, and it finds out who she is, and it goes through the roster of the students and, like, finds her there. We see Buffy as a sophomore with a 2.8 GPA, um, and then we see, one it, like, one shot it. later... She's a Seems senior shocking. with a GPA, <laughs> 2.8. They haven't decided how old she is yet. Yeah, that was a it was a glaring error. We know she's a sophomore, but yeah, like I agree. You know, 2.8 seems low to think about, like a like a student having. But when you think about it, it's Buffy, it's pretty good. Yeah, we she's, know famously Buffy got it cool. She yeah, she's working hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's always yeah working. no. They say she has one absence, which is shocking, um, because she's doing a lot of vampire slaying. It really feels like she would miss more days of school. Um, and also, athletics, none. Uh, not entirely accurate. She might still technically be an alternate on the cheerleading team. <laughs> I hope so. First alternate. Unless they kicked her out when she was, like, magic drunk. I don't know. They didn't totally confirm or deny. Yeah, Did maybe it's breaking the rules to throw a girl into a wall. Well, well, you'd perhaps. think she'd be doing more athletics, maybe with all of her supernatural abilities. But then that would just eat into her extracurricular time of vampire slaying. You're right. Yeah. Slaying yeah. is a sport. Yeah. If only she could get extra credit for keeping everybody safe. Yeah. Do you think she could get like gym credits for that? <laughs> yeah. She could get a, take a free period instead of a gym class for being on varsity vampire slaying. Giles could sign off on it. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also love, okay, so the computer lab boys are also clearly talking to Moloch slash Malcolm, which to me gives this implication, like, are they all, like, kind of dating him? Like, is this some sort of polycule moment? Because he's he's still doing the thing he was doing 500 years ago, where he's like, I just want your love. Like, it's a very, like, horny polycule cult moment. It's sort of like sister spouses, though, because or yeah. sibling spouses, because they aren't all dating each other. They're right. all just dating Moloch. Exactly. Yes. A power imbalance, perhaps. Yes. Sad to say. Um, indeed. Uh, Ms. But it also seems in. like Moloch cares the most about Willow. Like, it feels like he doesn't actually love Fritz and Dave uh, as much as he should. Right. Well, they're trying well, too hard. They like really want his attention, and Willow is just playing playing it so cool, hard to yeah. get by she, talking to him she's, all the time. Well, she's not agreeing immediately to kill Buffy. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Moloch sends Fritz so a picture sexy. of Buffy. Says, "Watch her." 
and he's it's like so already doing that. It's so doesn't immediately want to murder someone. I, I like that. <laughs> I like it's that. It's the key a to a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and also he talks about later, like, Willow is the one who scanned him in. So it's like, oh, she's special because she, like, brought him out of the book. She's like the Darla the to his master. Beautiful. Or the Darla to his angel, even. Whoa. For creating him. Mm, parallels. Whoa. Parallelism. Um, Parallelism. But we find out more about Malcolm. Willow says he's 18. He lives like 80 or 60 miles from the from Sunnydale. And Buffy's just like, be safe. And then Willow's like, well, maybe Buffy's like, you don't even know what he looks like. And then Willow's like, but he doesn't even know what I look like. Maybe I'm not the perfect person for him either. Why is it all about looks? Wow. She's really, she's got depth for a 15 year old. I think she's, she's so, just insecure. She's yeah. just so like, yeah, she's so self-conscious. She's so like, her best friend is like so hot and has had guys be into her and she's had the crush on the same guy for like her whole life. And like, yeah. The, oh, uh, um, and yeah, it's just like, it's such a bummer. I just want her to know how fun and beautiful and cute and funny she is. And Buffy knows that. And Buffy is like, I just want to make sure he's good enough for you. And that is correct of her. Um, good friendship. Yeah. Good friendship. And people are concerned all over the school. Like you were saying earlier, Miss Calendar comes in and talks to Fritz. And he's, she's like, you and Dave have been clocking a lot of computer lab time. Uh, like, are you okay? And he says, new project. And she says, ooh, will I be excited? And then he says, you'll die. You'll die. <laughs> so funny. Um, she also comes in with her sunglasses on. There are a lot of sunglasses in this yeah. episode. Uh, the stylists were like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We just heard out about these cool new glasses. <laughs> we gotta get them on everybody. Miss um, Calendar is not afraid to serve. She really and, is not. She's and she read Buffy. Serving. What'd she say? Well, Buffy was like hanging out in the computer lab and she's like, Buffy, what are you doing here? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she knows that Buffy's a student <laughs> to watch out for. He's there to distract her students. Yeah, Buffy's like, mm -hmm. I have a free period and... Miss Calendar was like, I don't care. Get like, out of make here. Sure you get out of here. Basically. She she also read Giles earlier. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go. I'll be back in the Middle Ages. And she's like, Did you ever leave? Classic. Oh. I, I mean, obviously this is all um <laughs> written, but it's like people are just setting themselves up to be destroyed by Miss Calendar by the way they talk. Yeah, and she's just so like she's so perfect. Her makeup her outfits the way she carries herself the words she says her jewelry it's all together she is a woman who knows what she's about period yeah mike do you think that there will be a future for miss calendar do you think we'll see her again we better okay i'm gonna stop watching if she doesn't show up in the next two episodes in the next two okay. we haven't you mean like you mean Korea. one appearance in either episode or in both of the upcoming episodes i would prefer both of the upcoming episodes let's put her into the main cast but i guess i will settle for one appearance okay we'll be on the lookout yeah but like where was cordelia i i talked to ray about this a little bit before but i had no memory of charisma carpenter's huge absences in season one i just like she reigns so supreme in my head and it's just like where is she like Both were they for worried the about her outshining the other dolls like I yeah I don't know I I it think they 
I think they were using her a lot just for like comic relief in this season. And so I think there were, but like there was not a lot of comic anything in this episode. Well, I guess it was just the, the banter between Miss Calendar and Giles, really. But like we could have used some Cordeliosity. Like imagine Cordelia's <laughs> reaction to like Willow having a boyfriend. But then finding out that it's an online boyfriend, like that would be such a good scene. We could cut Literally. out. We could cut out something. Plus, I feel like she would have some very funny things to say in, in the middle of a Miss Calendar and Giles debate, where she's like, "You're both idiots." <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Who cares about either of these things?" <laughs> yeah, or like, "Ew, are you guys like flirting?" <laughs> That's very gross. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> See, it's uh, like just put her in. Just let her vamp. Let her play, coach. Let her play. Um, absolutely. God. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's the computer lab scene. Yeah. Incredible. So stuff. We, we go to an outdoor hallway and we get a clip of a student reading his uh essay about Nazi Germany, and it's been changed to say that Nazi Germany was a great example of a well-ordered society. And he's like, I didn't write this. Uh but they move on pretty quickly from that (laughs) no no meditation (laughs) they're just like nazis anyway let's talk to xander Um, right xander like sneaks up on willow and goes guess who uh and he asks her if she'll be at the bronze tonight and she says no i'm just gonna go home and he's like oh malcolm so he already knew about malcolm buffy late to the game well, he's well. He's like Malcolm. I heard. So did did Buffy tell him about Malcolm? Was Buffy like, "Did you hear about this?" It's hard <laughs> talking to say. behind Willow's back. Yeah, because you know Willow's got an online honey. Why would she talk to Xander anymore? Like, if you don't have a crush on him, why would you talk to him? Why? Well, why good, would you have a crush on him? Question. Why would you talk to him, etc.? But yeah, um, I will say this is not. This is a. Um, this is, I think this is Xander's most harmless episode so far. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I was having trouble walking over here thinking of like the worst thing he may have done in this episode. And he was kind of just there, which is yeah. how and he should be. He even if, says, I mean, if he's going to be there, like he and Buffy like escalate, they're like talking about Malcolm. And first of all, he introduces the concept of catfishing before the film Catfish was ever released, iconic of him. And so they're, like, talking about, like, what if Willow's getting catfished by, like, a circus freak axe murderer. And Buffy, again, being a good friend, is like, wait, stop. We're overreacting. And Xander's like, but isn't it fun? And he's right. Overreacting is fun. <laughs> and when he knocks out the, like, scientist at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, I knocked, I killed, sorry, I, I hit someone, kind of, or something like that. Uh, it was good, yeah. The, the only, yeah. like... I feel like but he was kind of doing the same thing when Buffy was starting to be with Owen or with Angel with Willow where he's like but I should be getting attention and so like now that Willow isn't like uh pining for him anymore he's got some sort of like jealousy but that's like the worst I feel like that's a more normal version of him being horrible I feel like he's like just a dude in this episode yeah right like he's not like she's not allowed to date somebody he's just like oh I have two friends and they're both busy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like after that, so yeah, Buffy and Xander are talking about it could be an axe murderer. And then we see Fritz in the computer lab iconically saying, I'm jacked in, I'm jacked in, while cutting an M into his arm. Wow. 
It's really upsetting. They never go back to that. Mm. Um, Do you think he's spelling Malcolm or Moloch? Uh, Moloch, I think. I think he's in on it being Moloch. Okay. Yeah, Moloch probably exchanged three words with this guy and was like, oh, he's a freak. Perfect. Like, we got, and, we got him. I'm unclear on Moloch's abilities. Like, is he... <laughs> is he doing anything to them or is he just convincing them he will give them power when he comes to life like i does i couldn't tell because i feel like he would just like because is willow in a trance i don't think so yeah as soon as he starts like throwing out red flags she's like wait 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 a minute and it's yeah. not like oh she's under some yeah magical thrall um so, yeah, dave also to... like does his own thing yeah maybe he's just got like really high charisma stats but he's not um like magically influencing them i don't yeah. know hard because he hard also to... gets like that whole all the scientists working for him again too it seems like he got he did that first and then came to the school i guess given that he has access to everybody's bank accounts and everything maybe he's like pay maybe he is paying for this stuff mm. right yeah because he, he can he can do whatever with the internet he can write mm -hmm. an essay about hitler and he can download a bunch of serial killers or whatever <laughs> and find out about a man in beijing transferring <laughs> money to a swiss bank account to have a hit out on his mother good for him but he doesn't support unpaid killer. labor if he's, paying, so? if he's paying people and so oh, yeah. making them work for free yeah well he doesn't have the ability to make them work for free <laughs> yeah like he I'm, I'm sure if you got a like a pop-up on your computer being like you have a new job. It pays $0 an hour. You're building a robot. You'd be like, okay, my computer's broken. <laughs> like, no. But like, This is later in the episode, but he even has the ability to make a pixelated version of himself appear on the <laughs> screen and talk to people. Uh, much quicker than email, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> But uh, the next scene, we see Willow is coming in to the locker room uh, way late. She overslept, quote unquote, and it's she, but she overslept to fifth period. Um, and Buffy's like, this isn't like you. And Willow says, not like me to have a boyfriend. It's like, no, girl, you <laughs> overslept to fifth period. It's also not like her to have a boyfriend. It, true. It, yeah, like this is the that first time. That was sort time. of a self-read. <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. Like she's... She, Clearly, that wasn't what she was saying. Buffy Willow is just like, I'm. I've been horrible my whole life, <laughs> insecure. My love. Um. Uh. But and then Buffy Willow's like, Malcolm and I care about each other. We're gonna be together forever. What's the deal if I blow off a couple classes? And Buffy's like, I thought you overslept. And Willow's like, Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. And she says Which she is... doesn't. Yeah. True. No. And to me, like, this is the first, like, if you believe that your friend literally met another high schooler online, this is the first conversation where you're like, oh, it's red flag territory. Like, trying to drive a wedge between her and her best friend, like, that's not good. It's, like, uh, getting her to skip a bunch of classes. Like, it's giving emotional manipulation. I'm not about it. Yeah. I am on Buffy's side here, I would say. Yeah. I still believe Moloch could be rehabilitated if he was given the chance, but his introduction here is not great. I agree. I mean, yeah, just have have some Romani people 
curse him with a soul. Perfect. We've seen it work it before. And he would be more compelling than Angel, for sure. He already was. He has yeah. more desires that we're aware of. But I, I was confused in this episode because I'm pretty sure they said that Moloch's soul was trapped in the book. So I guess he already has a soul. Yeah, oh, right. it's... Because it was like, they trapped the soul, but then he still had a physical body in the robot. I kind of lost the thread on that one once they started doing the spell. It's a little confusing. Like, they never get into... I mean, obviously, they have, like, 45 minutes, and they have a lot of story to tell. Um, but it's like... We don't know a lot about, like, okay, he's a demon. What does that mean? Like, where did he come from? <laughs> what is his deal? Like, Willow Willow later is like, you know, like, you don't know, like, you couldn't love me. Like, you don't know what love is. And I'm like, you don't know that. Assumptions much. Like, yeah, they yeah. say balance in the book. He could be in love. I mean, he should, uh, I don't think in this instance. But, like, you're making a lot of assumptions, ma'am. You would think know. that... If in an episode that starts with a flashback to 1500, that we would get sort of an origin of somebody, but it, we really did not get to the. No. We got, really just saw the end, the origin of their capture. Yeah, the beginning the of the end, the end of the beginning. The Moloch story. Wow, beautiful. Buffy goes um, to talk to Dave in the computer lab, um, and Dave's just like. Oh, yeah, because Buffy's trying to find out where emails come from. And Dave's like, you read the user profile. And Buffy's like, but don't the users write the profile? And Dave's like, leave Willow alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm also like, is that how email worked? Like, you would have a profile for your email address? I don't know about that. Um, and it's, it's also recently... so interesting. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. We recently had someone write in um, on our reviews to tell us about how pagers worked. Um, and so if you used email in 1997, feel free to leave us a five-star review so we can find out how email worked. <laughs> I could have told you all about how pagers work because I am reading a fan fiction currently where pagers are heavily featured. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's uh, email in 1997. I should just ask my dad phone a friend mike vargo what <laughs> tell me about email in 1997 um but uh yeah it uh, it's interesting because like if this I, I i kept thinking about like if you were writing a version of this episode now like there's obviously a lot of things that would be different um like i'm sure dave would immediately be like oh so you want to find his ip address well he could be using a vpn blah 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 blah, blah. um because that's so much more like in the zeitgeist now um but there were also things that I was like, oh, like, some of this would stay the same. Like, we do have cameras everywhere. He would be, like, getting his little digital fingers up and everything. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's like, leave Willow alone. So it also seems like Dave and Fritz and the gang know about Willow. Like, it's just she doesn't know about them. So that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, so Moloch is talking about Willow behind her back with his other minions. Both because they are totally bought into his vision of the future. And I feel like he's still just catfishing Willow. Yeah. she He hasn't told her about the world domination or whatever else his, his final plan is. Yeah, I wonder what, what he has told her. Because I guess he did. I mean, but then by the end, he's just like, go capture her and bring her here. And he's, like, willing to kill her at the end. So maybe he realizes... Maybe because she was, like, his first contact. 
he has some sort of like sentimental value placed on her, but he realizes after talking to other people in 1997, she might not be the best minion for him. She's no Fritz or Dave who will just mindlessly go along with whatever he says. Right. Like she, every everyone else he interacts with, I think, is just means to an end. He does have some sentimental attachment to her because she scanned him in. She set him free. She brought him to the digital age. But yes. Yeah. Everybody else, it's like, I don't care. Throw him away. Who, who cares? Period. Um, uh, um, so Buffy is talking to Giles. She's just kind of like, I feel like there's a problem. I don't know what it is. Giles is like, I don't know anything about this. Why don't you like go follow Dave? Because Buffy thinks that Dave is Malcolm or like has something to do with it. And Buffy's like, what am I going to do? Just wear dark sunglasses and a trench coat? And then we cut obviously to her wearing sunglasses and a trench coat. And she was she not wearing so a trench coat, I don't think. It She's was like a big like, fur thing. Sure, like a long fur floor length I'm coat. I'm sure she looked at her closet and was like, this is the closest thing I have to a trench coat. Like, it has to be fashion. I don't know what to tell you. Trench coat can be fashion, but she hasn't upgraded her wardrobe just yet to include a real trench it's, coat. Yeah, she could have put on Angel's coat, but she didn't. She it's chose to serve a leopard print. Yeah. She was zebra. Yeah, true. She had, Oh, was it a zebra coat? I think it was zebra. Or it was like... It was definitely black and white, but it might have been oh. like a snow leopard okay. print. The, I don't know. Oh, it's in this episode? It's a leopard print yeah. for sure. Oh. Yeah. I got to pull up the receipts. I'm for pretty sure, sure it is. Uh, because there's like, that, okay, so she follows Dave to the warehouse slash factory. Um, and she's looking through the fence and trying to see what's going on in there. And at the same time, Moloch pulls up the video of the security camera and prints it to Fritz in the computer lab. And Fritz is like, what should I do? And the computer says, kill her. And then he says, party. <laughs> like in, like Ador Delano. I was about to say, come on, Ador Delano. <laughs> um, just incredible. Um, and yeah, it's very like, you, you can tell this guy, if he hadn't met a computer demon, he still would have probably ended up being a murderer. Because Dave is like, I don't want to do a murder. And Willow's like, something's wrong with you. And he says, party. So what does that say? What does that say? Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, I think we were pretty... Yeah, because like we're saying, Moloch doesn't actually have any magical abilities to influence people. This is just like their baseline. This is what we're looking to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Moloch just read Dale Carnegie. He didn't... He didn't cast any magic spells. He just knows how to make friends and influence people. Um, so, uh, and then the next, the next one, uh, the next scene then is the library, right? Telling Giles, here's yeah. Well, this yeah, like Buffy and Giles and Xander are all talking, and Xander knows it's the CRD warehouse because his uncle used to work there. Um, they closed, and if it were to reopen, it would be on the news, so they definitely didn't reopen. <laughs> like, th this was unnecessary exposition. Just make it an abandoned factory. Hey, Xander watches the news. He's worldly. Yeah, you're right. Xander, like, actually knew stuff in this episode. So, yeah, they were trying to rehabilitate Xander's image. Well, they didn't have Willow there as part of the group this time to know stuff. <laughs> I also feel like, you know, these writers, like, like we're saying, this is a little more coherent than some of the other Monster of the Weeks have been. I feel like these writers looked at the character of Xander and they were like, oh, we got, we can do better. 
surely. And that's why they were fired. They were <laughs> doing too good of a job making Xander not suck. And Joss was like, this is nothing like me. Yeah, exactly. He's too nice to women. <laughs> this is unrealistic. <laughs> so Buffy and Xander are like, we're going to break in. And um, and Miss Calendar comes in at the same time and to check on the library database. Uh, and she's like, "You guys are here all the time." Miss Calendar is clocking when students are in the places too frequently. First with Fritz in the computer lab, now Buffy and Xander in the library, and also Buffy earlier when she was like, "Why are you here?" She's constantly trying to get the students to leave. Well, as we know from earlier in the season, the dead principal was talking shit about Buffy to all of the teachers. So maybe she's just got a special eye on her. And maybe but she's really. Maybe she's really got an eye out for students since a bunch of students like ate a pig and then the principal turned up dead. Maybe she's like, I'm going to keep my head on a fucking swivel, not a 180 degree swivel, a normal swivel. But just like, uh, what are these kids up to? Are they going to eat me? Ms. Collender knew there was a demon in the Internet. Do you think she knows Buffy is the Slayer? I don't think so. She's too rude to her. Techno paganism, not crossing over with the slayer prophecy no i don't see many vampires in the internet yet we saw a demon in the internet yeah i do think it's interesting giles is like how do you know about demons and she's not like how do you know about demons <laughs> like how did you figure out there's a demon in the internet why do you have all these spells she's just like whatever he must um, be making it very clear he's a watcher he must have like there must be some kind of vibe he's giving off that he already knows about the supernatural. I mean, he does have like a billion supernatural books in the library and a cage. Yeah. And yeah. no Pride and Prejudice that we know of. One, yeah. or no, two copies of Emily Dickinson. And thousands <laughs> of uh, demon books. Mm -hmm. Demons and witchcraft and vampire. Yep. And whatever book that Joe was talking about. The, the Maleficarum. So yep. Good. That one. On every syllabus. Maleficarum. Exactly. We see Willow talking to Malcolm. She's... They, <laughs> it, it started out with the computer just typing to people, but now it's become the computer talks out loud when texts are received, and then Willow also speaks as she's typing the words into the computer. I'm sure the reason is that they didn't want audiences to just have to like read or like sit and watch like silent typing um but it is like very funny it <laughs> especially is. like i could understand like this demon who grew up in a time where people where people talk to each other instead of just texting like i could see him being like i want my voice to come through the speakers but it's funny that willow's like what do you mean, clickety clack? <laughs> yeah. Come on, I'm suspicious of you, clickety clack. Like this was before the texts on screen renaissance or era where people are like just like they put up like bubbles of text people send to each other, like on Jane the Virgin mm. or anything like that. Everybody's still experimenting with the best way to do that. I think I just a good old subtitle is perfect. If they did this episode now, it would be that um Moloch's voice would be that like TikTok lady voice. I want <laughs> to kill Buffy. Like I love that. It'd be so good. Or um, like, well, because for a while they were doing, they had like a rocket raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy option for the TikTok voice, and so maybe it could have been a Ryan Reynolds feature. Well, as Moloch, was he working uh, back then? 
I, I would ask you that question. Well, TikTok wasn't working back then. Hello. This is a if we did it now mm. moment. Do you think we could get Ryan Reynolds for the reboot as Malk's voice? I keep trying to cast these A-list celebrities to be in old episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and so far it hasn't worked out. Hmm. But I feel like you could get, like, more than Buffy season one when it aired. Like, Buffy is such a classic now. I feel like if you did a Buffy reboot, you could definitely get some celebs involved. Yeah, I feel like the Giles character would be... Me. the draw like well yeah or <laughs> if it's not ray it's like <laughs> at least a b-list celebrity i think so it could be full circle sarah michelle geller comes back as the child uh, literally no, i would lose my mind she would never ever ever do it but uh that would be what should happen and i, I guess that's kind of like what she was doing in the movie she was just in where she played a principal of a high school wow what's it called uh. do revenge Mm. Never. Um, who knew this is where Malcolm starts to give out the red flags he's like Buffy's a troublemaker that's why she got kicked out of her old school and when it was like did I tell you that and he's like it's in her permanent record and then he sends <laughs> another message where he's like I mean you must have said <laughs> it's like you are hundreds of years old and you have access to all the information in the world and you couldn't do a quick like wait let me pull up our chat files what did I say <laughs> like buddy 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 um he's still learning about the internet yeah he may be the master of the internet but there's still things to learn i'm also obsessed with the concept of the permanent record and how often it's brought up in this show like to what extent like i want to see my permanent record where is it where does it go is it real i, I don't want to see my permanent record i want i don't want i don't know what's on it i don't want to see mine either but i do feel like it was a big thing in culture in the 90s to talk about permanent records or like in this era i feel like every show had a bit of like it's going on your permanent record and then the nerd character would be like no i'll never get into college it feels like a boogeyman like we made up a permanent record to like scare children into being good like oh I does it know. even I, exist did it I ever exist it i don't think it does find out if permanent records ever existed uh <laughs> We see get a scene of Miss Calendar and Giles. They're fighting again. Um, Giles says he hates computers, uh, and just because something's new doesn't make it better. Sometimes think more expensive things are worse. He said. Uh, <laughs> Freckle should, Freckle should be the new Giles character. Hello. That'd be incredible. It looks I like it was a it. thing in like high schools, but not like a government mm. run thing. Okay. okay, passing it around between principals. Yeah copy that um and he says he had a line where he said these books have a lot more to say than any fabulous web pages uh yes. <laughs> and that's when miss calendar opens the moloch book and is like well this book doesn't have anything to say is it a diary something because it's empty yep she also she also brings up during this argument she's like you want knowledge to be like sequestered and like gatekeeped by a bunch of like old white men and I was like whoa she is so ahead of her time I love her she's right and she should say it she should um, run for office <laughs> I'm with yes. her she should run I... <laughs> lean in Miss Calendar <laughs> we say lean in on every single episode <laughs> well it's such a great catchphrase oh. and, I, and I do usually say it to the guests for <laughs> uh, not leaning close enough to the microphone 
Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the book is empty. Although it didn't look like there were a couple pages at the beginning that had letters on them, or was I crazy? I didn't see that, but maybe there was a table of contents. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a table bunch of, of demons trapped in this one book. <laughs> maybe. I yeah, it's bizarre to me that they need that many pages for this one demon. Like, are they? Like, He's a very complicated figure. Oh, yeah, he contains layers. He could love someone. Willow, hello. Look at how many pages he has. Um, I believe in Moloch's capacity to love. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, so yeah. Um, so Giles figures out. Uh oh, this demon is is out here it's running around somewhere he doesn't know yet that he's well because he's kind of like but who could have read it it's in italian (laughs) but is it in italian because it was in like weird hieroglyphics in the first scene i I, but i and when willow was scanning it in, i know i agree but i thought later he was like talking about well i guess he just says it wasn't even in english who could have read it but I guess I just thought. I love the idea that nobody at this school in California speaks any language other than English. Um. Anyway, like you said I don't know. We were just in Italy, and I didn't see any of those symbols. But it wasn't fifteen hundred. You're right. I think it was. I think it was intended to be Italian. It's old. It's just like there's old English that was old Italian. Some kind of demon language, like Italian or something. Uh, <laughs> Italian demon language. Yeah. Uh, Mamma mia. We get another, like, one line complaint about someone messing something up because Moloch is messing stuff up in the internet where a nurse is walking by and she's like, I gave a kid penicillin even though he was allergic to it because it wasn't on his record or whatever. Did this uh, nurse just kill the, another kid? I think so. <laughs> like... Well, and I love the idea that Malik, while he's like building himself a body and like getting himself some little minions, is like, I just, I just want to fuck up this kid's day. (laughs) Like Like, it's so minor level. Like he's doing the high level economics crashing and nuclear launching at the same time as individually messing up every single person's life. He's just a messy bitch that lives for drama. He wants everyone to be having issues. So incredible. Um, this is when Dave runs into Buffy and he's like, uh, Willow was looking for you in the girls' locker room. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing in there? Well, he, setting up a trap. <laughs> what he said was, Willow was looking for you. She said she would be in the girls' locker room. Oh, got it. Well, he was, was in the girls' yeah. locker room setting up a trap. He was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I feel like I was just watching something where men and women were using the same bathroom like in a communal space it was very strange it was in sex lives of college girls in the episodes that just came out yeah it was very strange communal freshman dorm showers yeah that wasn't in my dorm me either non sequitur (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so this is dave sort of goes halfway he like Try, he like tricks Buffy into going into the showers, turns the shower on, and Buffy's like, Willow, are you taking a shower? <laughs> uh, and she goes over, steps into the shower with her shoes, like it, like, and they get a shot of the shower going directly, spick it onto her shoes, uh, and she turns off the shower. Um, this is how it started, also very yeah. topical, so true, Buff. Um, 
Wow. To to be there for the scene where Willow says, meet me in the girls' locker room, I'll be taking a shower. That's <laughs> 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 no, reality. That's the episode I want to see. Uh, anyway. but that The girls' happen. locker room is a lot more of a figure in this season than I ever remembered it being. It's in the pilot. <laughs> it's in the witch episode. It's in this episode. And it might have been in an... I, I can't remember. Maybe it was featured again, but these way more than I ever remembered a bigger character than cordelia at this point honestly honestly um why was nobody else in there okay anyway um... <laughs> it's not jim uh so yeah the, like the water starts going towards some frayed wires that dave left on the ground um and right before they get there dave appears and is like jump or like look out or something um and she leaps away and the shoe like the electricity shocks the bottom of her shoes uh and by the time she gets up dave is nowhere to be found this was very interesting to me would a wire and i mean giles says that would have killed anybody who wasn't the slayer i don't know about that <laughs> right <laughs> How how and charged were these wires? Aren't her shoes like soles of shoes are usually rubber? Wouldn't that like cancel it out? I I'm not a I'm no fancy big city scientist, but like it's this a very episode was ahead movie. of its time on internet use and way behind its time on electricity use. But they I'm also really... not endorsing people to go try that out because yeah. it could kill you. It could actually Giles could have been right. I I just don't have the know-how it's so i can't stress this enough don't try this at home kids like i don't want i'm not saying it's totally safe go home and do it i'm not saying that i'm saying not that i'm saying don't do that very not um, that. like can i take a no. bath and have my phone with me is that safe is that not safe i think as long as it's not a plugged in toaster you're good okay yeah just don't just be careful not to drop your phone mama yeah, then no. you'll have to put it in rice. I always gotta have even... rice. Yeah. If I'm taking a bath, I gotta get a bath bomb <laughs> and uh, a bowl of rice. And a bowl of rice. <laughs> Uncooked rice. <laughs> it's important. It's important. We get a scene um, of Dave yelling at the computer, uh, and he's just like, he's just like, I'm not doing it anymore. And the computer's like, but the project is almost complete. And Dave is like, no. And so the Dave start, then the computer starts writing a suicide note. From Dave, and Very we get a dark. shot of Fritz behind him, like he's about to kill him. Yeah, this was this was serious. This was a lot. Very they dark. Really were. The lighting very dark. Like, yeah, it's oh, it's, they really said um, don't go on the internet this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's like Buffy and Xander have that whole scene where they're like we're overreacting, and then it's like no, there's a demon on the internet, and it's gonna kill you and tell your parents that you died by suicide, and it's gonna be very upsetting, and they're gonna find your body in the computer lab. Um, anyway, upsetting stuff. Yeah, this was um, tough. Um, so they like then we get to Buffy and Giles and Xander all talking. Giles is just like they they realize it was scanned in, and so it must be in the computer. Um, and then Buffy's like, and every computer connected to a modem. So really, they like, know these internet terms and how to use them. Uh, mm -hmm. Worrying. Um, and Giles is like, okay, well, we just need to delete the file. And so Buffy goes online. She's like, which file do you think it is? Maybe it's the Willow file. And so they search for the Willow file, and it comes up. 
And Buffy's like, okay, I guess I'll just move it to the trash can. And she drags it. I know. It was like desktop pillow. Moves it, and it automatically goes away from the trash can. And she's like, oh, it didn't work. And then Moloch's face appears and is like, get out of here. It's big, like, don't read my diary, mom energy. It's also like, Every single other person that he's interacted with, it's been, like, through text. It's so, like, I guess, you know, if he has access to, like, microphones and webcams and whatever, like, he knows that they've figured out who he is. But it's like, why did you reveal yourself like this? Like, why? There was no reason. (laughs) You could have just been like, oops, error, you can't delete it, you need a password, whatever. Like, very bizarre. They had to move the episode along. <laughs> they got to know for sure that it's Moloch. Mm-hmm. I wanted another chance to show off that very good creature makeup. Oh, also, like, Buffy's hair is, like, fritzed from being mm-hmm. electrocuted. And she's Fritz. like, child, Xander, I need you to be honest with me. How's my hair? And they're both like, oh, it's great. I was like, you fucking cannot trust men. Unbelievable. Like, Not on this show. Or God. in life. Anyway, um, lie to me about how my hair looks or trust Matt. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie to each other. Don't trust each other. That's the foundation of a good relationship. Wait. (laughs) That's what I learned in this episode about internet relationships. I know. And three years later, we still don't trust each other. Well, you don't know. Mike could be a robot. Beep, beep, boop. (laughs) I'm Moloch. (laughs) Uh, Buffy and Giles talk about all the bad things Moloch could do and Giles is, Buffy says he could release the nuclear bombs and Giles says and crash the economy and Buffy's like yeah I think I capped it with the nuclear bombs yes yours was better yeah um, it's, it's no it's very good it's also very like of the moment people being like what am I on the stock market and it's like people are dying people are dying pay attention numbers don't um, matter it's yeah um so yeah that's that's a great and it's again like wow i guess we were really in it with the computers in 1997 to an extent that i you know was three years old about and did not understand yeah i mean the y2k panic was mere years away so we had to be pretty with the computers at this point to be that concerned about it in a couple of years maybe there'll be a y2k episode of buffy oh that could be Moloch's return Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that would be really good. I hope that is what happens. I hope Miss Calendar, they don't save Miss Calendar for that episode. I hope they deploy her super. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought you were saying, I hope they don't save her in that episode. Yeah. That would not be good. Oh. Buffy goes to the computer lab to like try to find Willow, and she's like looking around, all the computers turn on, and she's like freaked out. And then like she bumps into the hanging body of dave and like i guess she didn't see him before and just like now is like accidentally walks into his dead body yeah she's not using her skills of perception right now yeah she you know you would think you would think that if she were to enter a new room she would look around to see if there were any hanging dead bodies there I guess he, she didn't expect professor. to see it there. Right. Like you would th- no, like, like just sort of do a do a check. Are there vampires in here? Are there vampires floating demons, dead bodies? Demons? It's like yeah. her phone wallet keys. <laughs> like she should be looking. 
she should be on the lookout. She was not. Um, Buffy reports that Dave is dead, and she guesses Fritz killed him. End of speaking about Dave. We never speak about Dave again. Yeah, uh, she's like, yeah, there was a suicide note, but in the note that Malik wrote, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about the first episode where everyone, or no, it's the um, praying mantis episode where everyone who sees a dead body has to go speak to a counselor. I'm like. They must give up on that really quick. <laughs> so many people I mean, have died. These dead bodies keep popping up. They can't keep that counselor on retainer. No. Yeah. They, all of the money is being funneled into the library system <laughs> and like supporting webcams at every computer. We can't have students being cared for here. Maybe the maybe they're having all the students go on 1997 version of BetterHelp instead of um, <laughs> bringing in real counselors. It's cheaper. Another way we could monetize the podcast <laughs> if BetterHelp wanted to uh, advertise with us. When you find a dead body in your computer lab, you need someone to talk to. The copyright yeah, itself. Just think about the personalized ads we could do. <laughs> Is there something stopping you from achieving your happiness and goals like a demon in the internet? Oh, This is an ad. I'm saying it. This is an ad. <laughs> we wish. Gorilla marketing. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Xander called Willow's house and nobody answered, so she's not home yet i guess even though she's arrives home later it's like i guess she was just like between school and home when xander tried to call her commuting it's a moment uh it's getting in the way here uh, also what are willow's parents up to like they don't notice her skipping the first five periods of school like they don't they are not at home apparently her dad is always forgetting his keys and counting on yeah. his like teenage child to let him in well, sounds like my roommate. <laughs> Hope he doesn't listen oh. to this. Ooh, oh, got him. <laughs> if you are listening, remember your keys. Phone, wallet, uh, keys. Come on. Look for dead bodies. Um, uh, yeah, so Willow gets home, and she doesn't really want to talk to uh, Malcolm anymore at this point because she was freaked out from earlier. And so, But she gets an email and says, no more waiting. I need you to see me. And so she turns the computer off, and the computer turns back on. Doorbell rings, no one's there. She's like, Dad? But then Fritz appears and chloroforms her. Where did he get chloroform? From the demon, I think. Uh, yeah, like, they, they have an entire factory to get chloroform at the store. I don't know. Um, also, I noticed that Willow had multiple Razorbacks pennants in her room. Like, for the Sunnydale Razorbacks, she just had several flags. I was like, did they not think of enough interests for her <laughs> like this was the best that they could do decorating these walls i'm confused she loves the razorbacks mm -hmm. they said uh, enough internet and computer stuff we need to think of something else for her to do i know she goes to school i also have ah. to now that we're we're talking about her interests and on a computer episode in the past willow has shown a lot of computer savvy she has been the the hacker on the team yeah and she is not wary at all about Malcolm this entire episode. Yeah, it's because it's he's giving her what she wants. She wants to be desired. I get it. Okay. But it is weird that we don't see any of her like computer skills moments in this episode. But there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Yeah. We didn't have time for Cordelia. We can't have Willow have a hacker moment. Mm. Um, so she could have hacked in Tamaluk. I mm. He would have loved that. <laughs> Um, Whoa. this is Jack where we find out that yeah, Miss Calendar already knows about the demon in the internet. Were you gagged? Were you gooped? Were you betribbled? I was all three. 
I was like, this is what I was waiting for. I didn't want a scene where we had to explain Buffy and what they were all doing in the library all the time. She got it right away. And also, the writers were like, we can't have a scene like this. We are eating up minutes right now. Also, it sounds like, because Giles like, has the radio on and they're like, everything is falling apart. Everything is getting hacked. Um, so it seems like everyone would know that something is going on. Um, they also, the thing they say when Jenny walks in is, um, uh, oh, like the FBI reports that someone mysteriously downloaded all of the serial killer profiles. <laughs> I was like, the FBI would not report this. They would find out who did that. They would assassinate them and they would never mention it. Like, why would they be like, hey, just so you know, our security sucks. Like, Well, they can't find the Moloch because he doesn't exist in the real world. They, they also reported arrest. <laughs> like, let me know. They reported about an archbishop who had like done bad financial things. Too much, too much information. <laughs> They're trying to build the world out. Yeah, well, learning a lot. Jenny says you should see the bones I've been casting, and Giles is like, I wouldn't think that a computer teacher and a witch or like knowledge about the supernatural would really combine. And she's like, I'm not a witch. I don't have that kind of power. Techno-pagan is the term. Uh, and she's like, the divine exists in the computer, just like out here. And she, just so you know, they're really, they are really building out the world. She is yeah. jacked in. She's jacked in. She walked so that that person on Tumblr who robbed graves could run. Like, literally, she's like, yeah, it's, it's, She's incredible. She knows what she's Mike, about. Mike, are you familiar she... with Bone Gate, Bone Thief Gate? No. Oh, somebody on Tumblr um, robbed a real grave so that they could cast spells. Wow. <laughs> and then posted about it online. Yeah. When did this happen? Like 2017. Oh, wow. I missed yeah. that. They didn't have an ICYMI episode mm. about that. They should. That would be. <laughs> well, I stopped revealing, so I wouldn't hear it. Uh, anyway. So yeah, Buffy and Xander get to Willow's house and they figure out she like got taken because the front door is just left open. It's like, come on, guys. Just lock the door. Close the door. So they um, go to the factory. Yes. They're at the factory. Yeah. They, they, we are at the factory. We're all we're here. Willow wakes up surrounded by dudes and machinery. Uh, and Ugh. like this is when we first see Moloch in his like robo guy suit. It looks great. It looks exactly like he looked in the 1500s, except I, techno. Yeah, they were, he was able to put up a big picture of himself. He had the horns too. He yeah. had everything. I love that because he was like, because part of his whole thing was like, I want to date Willow. I've decided that I love her, and he was like, he could have been like, make make me look like a male model. But instead, he was like, actually, I think I look gorgeous. I want to look exactly the same. Give me the horns. Give me the big old body. Give me the red eyes. And I love that for him. Body positivity. Confident in himself. Yes. I mean, he did have people constantly, like, on their knees telling them that he loved. they loved him. So I guess you would be confident, hopefully. One would hope that that was sort of the affirmation one needed. Uh so Moloch talks about the internet flowing through him. He knows the secrets of kings, but nothing compares with the freedom of walking, touching, and killing. And he kills Fritz. Why? Uh, <laughs> he done his duty. He yeah. brought him Willow. Buffy jumps the fence. They burst in. Moloch sees it on the com on the camera. 
and Miss Calendar says she's going to put out a flash to her circle of people <laughs> uh, so that they can put together the spell inside the internet, not just outside. That sounds real to me. I love it. You know, I, 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 would, I would love to know more about her email chain of techno pagans. Yeah, we got to get another episode with this group. I love we'll that Giles like has no friends and like he meets the zookeeper who has read like one book and he's like, "Ooh, maybe this could be my friend." And it's like, "No, sorry, that guy's racist and dead." Um, but like <laughs> <laughs> um, but this calendar is like, "No, obviously I know about magic and I have a bunch of friends who know about magic and if I send them an email, they're going to immediately re reply and help me with a spell." It's like like the supernatural is not that weird. Giles is just too offline. Like he is just too not having a social life <laughs> um we get we get a shot of buffy punching out a security card uh it was i loved it um and buffy tries to like get in the room where Moloch and willow are but an alarm starts going off and she can't open the door mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i love willow like even though like she is obviously in a room with a very strong robot demon she's not like oh, maybe we can work this out. She's just like, no, fuck you. Like, you don't love me. You messed with my emotions. I hate that. Like, she is so powerful. I love that for her. Considering in episode one, like, when Buffy came to sit next to her, she was like, do you need me to move? Like, she has already grown so much in these last couple episodes. Yeah. Once mm. she saw him kill someone, she was like, oh, wait, this isn't the right, this isn't where I should be. <gasps> Well, but if I saw someone kill someone, I would be like, hey. <laughs> he killed this person for me. No, well, no, I would be like, I want to keep this person happy so they don't snap my neck next until I can figure mm. out a way out of here. Um, but, you know, she's like, no, I got to be real with my feelings. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, each time you're captured by a demon and held until Buffy comes and captures you is a moment to learn and grow. So maybe next time she's used as bait, she will try to keep her captor happy until Buffy shows up so that she's not killed. I mean, it worked for her this time, so I bet she'll just be even more brazen and confident the next okay. time. Maybe, maybe one day Confidence she can... can kill. Yeah. See what happens yes. first? He was not subservient enough. He was getting a little too big for his britches, and Moloch didn't like that. And same with Dave. Dave was like, I'm confident that killing someone is the wrong move. Anyway. I'm, I'm, I agree. <laughs> Don't be confident. But, Je but Jenny seems so overconfident, and everything worked out for Miss Calendar. It's That's okay true. when you're serving that much. <laughs> yeah. Confidence yeah. is okay as long as you can back it up. Uh, and she does. She's got the spell ready. And she starts, Giles starts reading out the spell and she types it into the computer and he like corrects a typo so that the spell works. I thought that was very good. Um, very cute. Loved that. Just like a great, like old and new meeting uh, like they are. That's their dynamic, obvi. Uh, the spell goes just as Buffy and Xander are starting to die in this room filling up with gas and then it stops and the door opens. What kind of security system has obnoxious gas? I don't, okay. What are they doing at CRD, CRM? I don't know. I don't know that we ever found out what it's producing. I, we just know that Xander's robots. uncle worked as a janitor there. They're yeah. producing robots. I mean, it, it apparently, it used to be like, they were making computers, I guess. So robot's not a huge leap. A robot is just a computer that moves. Um, you would think that 
I mean, every this school is buying computers left and right. They could help keep this company afloat with just their own orders. How did this company shut down? I we I we I was expecting to find out a lot more about this company based on all of the exposition we got at the top. Yeah, they did not need to. They they told us a weird amount about it. They could have told us <laughs> nothing. They could have explained or way it. more. Yeah, got, yeah. told us a weird amount it it really didn't even need to have a name but it did <laughs> they yeah. gave us a weird amount for how little information we really got about them yeah yeah um so, yeah. so they so they think that they're all good they get willow out of the room and they're trying to escape that buffy willow and xander are running around the factory and then moloch in the robo suit still like even though he's trapped he's not in the book anymore and so jenny and giles are just sort of like Oh my god where is he then he's still in the robo suit so he crashes through the wall and like knocks xander to the ground and he like is still stronger than buffy so she he knocks her into a wall and willow tries to like hit him with a fire extinguisher a bunch of times um and moloch just like bats her away too this guy's really strong and he would be a good person to bring onto the team yeah that's he's, my thing he's got some skills that are lacking on the team i think he hits the wall and he creates a huge Kool-Aid man style hole in it. Yes. He hits Xander and Xander gets back up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I promise that, that was fine. that was the perfect perfect opportunity to kill off Xander. There's always Very a good opportunity to kill him. They just haven't taken it bit the bullet yet. Uh, Xander should yeah. bite a bullet. Uh and then in a like Tell, I mean, in a video game boss fight maneuver, Buffy tricks Moloch into punching an electric panel um, so that he dies. So, yeah, he's stronger than a wall, but not as strong as an electrical, electrical current. Electrocution <laughs> doing some heavy lifting. In this <laughs> I know. Do you think she learned this from Dave? <laughs> Maybe. Wow, RIP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of Dave's suicide note was, and by the way, electricity. <laughs> yeah, except he didn't write it. Malik did. Why would Malik write that? I bet I he know. typed it in after Malik stopped typing. Wait, so if Buffy could survive that electrical current earlier in the episode because she was the Slayer. If she had punched, would she be okay? Or was it just because it hit her shoes? We don't know. We will have we learned a weird amount about electricity in this episode too. <laughs> but also not enough to really draw any conclusions. Yeah. Well, and also like in the shower, that was two loose wires versus this is like an electrical this is box. Just one connected wire. <laughs> yeah, this was just <laughs> one wire. <laughs> one wire. But like also it's a whole factory. Who knows? Who knows? Here's what we know. It fries his little head off, which is fascinating. Don't know why uh, that would yeah. be the effect, but it is. He dies and they escape with no issues. Um, later, Giles is talking to Miss Calendar in the computer lab to return her dangly thingy. Uh, and she's like, wow, I've never seen you in here. Are you scared? Really monitoring where everybody is <laughs> when this Miss Calendar um and he's like yeah i'm more anxious around computers now and she says but it was a book that started this whole thing Ooh. um and giles is like i hate that computers don't smell books are musty and gross and that's why i like them um like, and she's like i need it to be stinky yeah like okay okay giles <laughs> They really have the same conversation like four times in this episode and they just say the same thing in new ways each time. Like um, cut one of those out, put Cordelia in. Please. Or just like put her in this in one of these scenes. 
Yeah. And this is a very strange moment at the end of the scene where she's just like, it Giles is like, and I don't know, I'm not used to people dangling things from their ears or something like that. And then she says, that's not where I dangle it. And it's like, I guess that I, is... it's probably like a belly button piercing, but I was thinking about when Parks, Joan Calamezzo was like, I've got to go powder my nose amongst other things, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Like, no, like it's, cause it's over an inch long. Like it's a big earring right. or whatever. <laughs> like there, if this is, even if it's like, and also she specifies that it's dangling. It's not like, uh, a piercing that's like going in multiple times like it, it's dangling there's nowhere on your body that that could dangle and be discreet or and or comfortable other than your ear she was like, wearing that during school <laughs> like, it, it came out hey is she trying to imply like yeah i like let my nipple piercing or my genital piercing like <laughs> pop out <laughs> in the library what's happening what what did this bell entail yeah i feel like this needed a little more setup and a little more well again we learned a, a, a very strange amount of information about this piercing <laughs> yes tell us more or tell us less or i feel like maybe they wrote the scene and they told the costume department we need a piercing for miss calendar to lose and the costume department made something that was two inches long, and they were like, "Man, that doesn't make sense for the scene. Oh, we're just gonna, oh, we're just gonna run with it." And th um, and then they don't explain it. She's just like, "That's not where I dangle it." And then that's the end of the scene. Um, and twenty five years later, we clocked it. If Jenny Calendar wants to come on the pod and tell us where she dangles it, uh, we'd be happy to have her. She could be a third co-host. I'll say it. I would love that. Would that love would be excellent that. for the pod. Um. Final scene, Xander and Buffy and Willow are talking. Xander's like, we should go to the bronze tonight. And Willow's like, I'm not feeling it. And they all feel bad about it, uh, themselves. And Buffy and Xander are trying to cheer her up. Buffy's like, the only guy I've liked so far turned out to be a vampire. Okay, ended Owen. And Xander's yeah. like, and I dated a praying mantis who was also a teacher. And yeah. they're like, none of us are ever going to have a healthy relationship. We're doomed. And then they like laugh. And then they, they're like, that's true. <laughs> what do you think mike do you think they will have healthy relationships no i don't see it happening wow. for them well wow. i mean there are a lot of i mean they've got don't... seven they've got seven seasons of toxic relationships to build out i will say there are a lot of people who don't live on a hell mouth and still manage to only have toxic relationships so like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that shocking but we'll just have to see we'll just have to see We'll say I hope none of them date a teacher again. That's my hope. Yeah, just 240 year olds. He's different, a different type of teaching. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot to learn. Well, I don't want them to date either. Yeah, I know. No, no. Um, so yeah, Mike, what did you think about iRobot You Jane? This was a great episode. I think I said last week or whenever we recorded last, I was really down on the non vampire episodes. And this changed it for me. This was very good. They really leaned into the camp. That everything worked. They were firing on all cylinders. Other witty phrases. I could say that it went well. Um, I was into the iRobot Eugene slay. Um, yeah, this was an amazing one. Ray, why did you pick this one? You were among the first that I asked to be on the pod, and you chose this one. What stuck it out in your head for season one? Yeah, I think first of all. 
I think I didn't want I didn't want Angel to be involved. I think I don't know how conscious or subconscious that was, but that was like the first thing that leapt out to me on my most recent rewatch um, with my with my partner was like, you know, when you watch it, when you watch the show and you're 16, you're like, ooh, it's so cool that this hot vampire is into Buffy. And when you watch this and you're an adult, you're like, she's a baby. And also, you've been alive for 240 years. Like, you can't, like, go chill in a cave for a decade and wait for her to be, like, closer to your age, you freak. Like, so, he can't. God. Ugh, hate him. Anyway, that's just my opinion, um, based solely on the knowledge that we have gotten from these couple episodes so far. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I think that was part of it. I love the camp of some of these episodes, and I remember, I, I think I was just trying to think of, like, episodes that really stuck out to me, because I remember I was deciding between this one and the pack, uh, which also really stuck out. Um, I think I was really interested in, first of all, like, it is such a campy concept, especially that it happened, you know, 25, almost 30 years ago. Um, and like our technology is so different now. I think I was expecting it to be, to seem more out of date than it did. Like there is a lot of like, how do you trace an e-letter? And like, I can't believe there's more internet than phone conversations, but like, um you know it it seems like appropriate for the time and not like that's not even how the internet works no yeah um, this was a lot more believable internet wise than other stuff they've done on the show like when willow hacks into the government or whatever like this was just like if there was someone in full control of the internet this stuff would happen yeah yeah um and yeah i i I famously, my first relationship was uh, online with someone I met online. Um, I do think that's interesting that like, that's probably the biggest thing that like seems out of date about this episode now is Willow's like, oh, I met him online. And Buffy's like, what? Whereas now like that's such a normal thing. But it's also interesting because now if you met someone online very early on, you'd be like, hey, listen, if this is going to be a thing, we should like send pics or like video chat. Um, yeah, like what's happening? Um, whereas that is not happening in 1997. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it just really stuck out to me as an iconic season one episode. I didn't want to deal with Angel. I did want to deal with um, Giles was my major favorite on my first watch. Uh, and I still love Giles. Obviously, some problematic uh, moments from him. Uh, and also like, I, I was I was a little bit more of like a like a book snobby kind of person when I was in high school. Where now I'm like, no, it is weird that he hates the internet. <laughs> like it's exhausting. <laughs> Get over it. This is um, the good one. This is the good. Um, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love a Giles episode. I wanted to revisit Miss Calendar uh, because yeah, my relationship with her has been different every watch. I love her. Anyway. Yeah. All great reasons. Um, so let's move on to our final segments of the show. First up, fashion moment. Ray, I think we have the same one, so I'll let you talk it through. Well, there were there were a couple of fashion moments I noticed, but I think the most notable one is Xander's shirt that he wears in the first scene that says porn star. What? Yeah, <laughs> Xander wore the shirt. And you didn't point that out to me when we were watching? It, by the time I noticed it, the scene was over. Like, it was, like, the last shot, basically. And so I was just like, I'll save it for fashion <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, Xander wears a shirt that says porn star under, like, a 
like an open collared open button down shirt we got this um dress. and it's in like huge print uh in school there is no dress code at this school <laughs> no because buffy like buffy rocks so many different looks in this app in this episode She's got the shortest skirts. She's got the cutest coats. She's got Way incredible sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. Like so, she's like it's like it's it's wild. Um. But yeah. There, I mean, this episode was a nonstop fashion show. Uh. Miss Calendar looks good in every single scene. Like we were talking about with the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. There is okay. a Tumblr account that is about the fashion of Buffy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mike, um, did you have a fashion moment of the episode? Yeah, I loved Buffy's first outfit where she was wearing like the white tank top with the little pink panther right in the middle. Mm. It was very good. I love the first out, like the first looks we got of her. She was walking down the hallway with the tank top and the skirt. And then later in the episode, she had the leather jacket on over it. It, it just was all working. One point where she has like a little blue dress and these big black boots. That's very cute. They really like. There are some shows where like a character will wear the same outfit all episode. It almost looks like Buffy is changing multiple times a day. Yeah, between <laughs> like... classes. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and... I also. Oh sorry. Go 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 go. I also wanted to note. We noted this when we were watching it. There was a lot of bra action in Buffy's <laughs> outfits this episode. Yeah. It was just like. They gave her the skimpiest shirts to wear this time around, and it was very noticeable. Yeah. Why In, not? like, a creepy way. Yeah, it wasn't, I didn't, it, that was a, you know, <laughs> an oversight, I think, from the fashion department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, biggest slay, right? What was the episode, uh, part of this episode that made you go slay? Honestly, I think it was, for me, it was Willow, Having seen Moloch like hit Buffy and like be able to beat Buffy up, Willow grabbing a fire extinguisher off the wall and going, Hey, remember me, your girlfriend? I think it's time we should break up and like hitting him with the fire extinguisher. She was going off. Like she was not like it was so incredible. I was so proud of her. Hitting Moloch with the fire extinguisher and hitting us over the head with the metaphor of the episode. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, do you have a moment that made you go slay? I just loved Miss Calendar. Every time she would read somebody, um, I really loved that she already knew there was a demon in the computer and she didn't need Giles to mansplain to her anything. In fact, she was woman-splaining everything to him. And I just loved that scene. Yeah, Yeah. my I think that usually my thing my parts for the sleigh are like witty repartee things where people really get each other. But I agree, like the part, the moment where Miss Calendar already knows everything and we don't have to go through being like, what, there's a demon, blah, blah, blah. It's just like so unexpected and they really just like, they just move forward. It was so, that, I love that stuff uh, where so good. we don't need to meditate on who knows what and finding stuff out. Boop. Was that your exactly. biggest slay? Yeah, I think so. Where she's like, I'm a techno pagan, I'm helping. And I, I love the moment where she puts out the blast online to find out, to help people make the circle over the internet. Lots of good stuff of like mixing mysticism and technology in this episode. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that it, it's kind of like because like we've gotten a bunch of like evil people who are like all sorts of different demons and stuff, but it's like building out. There's a bunch of kinds of people in this world who like know about demons and it's not just there's like demons and Buffy and her friends, but there's like people in different societies who know how to do stuff also. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Not just Giles's friend from school who is right. in the hospital. Yeah. 
like people out living normal lives also knowing about the supernatural hell yeah moving to xander slander like we said hard to pick in this episode because there were so few usually we're like i don't know we could talk about anything he did um but i guess the worst is like him just being a little jealous of willow not wanting to be mooning over him anymore yeah yeah i it's hate to say like... it but he was fine yeah he did okay at this episode yeah devastating a devastatingly <laughs> okay i know performance by xander harris um yeah, no, it's that 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 really is the worst moment where he's like, uh, she has this guy, and it's really just that, like, yeah, he only has two friends. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And they're not really his friends. No, they're friends, and he's friends with them. He has yeah. he has one friend and her friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Scooby Power Rankings. Are we doing this anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that hey, we need to. It's not really so, firing. It's yeah. not serving. I don't know. Damn. Ray, as a listener of the show, do you enjoy that part of the show or do you think we should banish it? That's a good question. I think um I think it could be like a a quick check-in, you know? Because like usually it's like Buffy, Giles, Willow maybe helped a little, Xander was useless or yeah. did a bad job. Um, but like if there are episodes where that switches up, that's interesting, you know. Like this, but... we could just be like Miss Calendar Slayed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. I guess it could be like who slayed <laughs> instead of the yeah. biggest slay. It's kind of the same thing. We're working it out. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. So that we're you know, we we're just here to give a a gold star to Miss Calendar this week, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Uh we could get through the yeah, like Scooby Gold Star, something like that. Anyway, synopsis of the next episode, the puppet show. Sunnydale High School's annual talent show serves as a backdrop for murder when Buffy must catch a stealer of human organs. Dark. Meanwhile, the Dark. new principal is a discipline-loving brute who forces Giles to run the talent show and orders Buffy, Xander, and Willow to perform. Wow. Sounds good. Yeah. Another iconic episode. A is it Miss Calendar? Is she, the, is new she the new principal? That would be... She's like, I gotta get these kids out of the library. They are performing. <laughs> <laughs> She's a multi-hyphenate uh, director. She's like, I'm gonna make Giles do something. Wacha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna enjoy watching that episode and listening to you guys talk about it. Slay. Ray, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to plug for our listeners? This will come out on like the 15th, I think, or something like that. Or 16th. Yeah. Well, if it comes out on the 15th or 16th, you have maybe like one or two more or three more chances to see Twelfth Night uh, at the Lincoln Park Conservatory in Chicago. It's pay what you can. It's in this beautiful conservatory that's filled with holiday lights. We're doing Shakespeare. We took Shakespeare's gayest play and we said we can make it queerer. And we did. God damn it. <laughs> um, and it's a fun time. It's like uh, an hour 45, I think, is our runtime. Um, it's funny. It's cute. Um, you can look at some plants. Bring layers, mama. It's hot in the conservatory. That's where the plants live. Um, other than that, you can check me out. Uh, I am an actor. You can look at my website, rayhamiltonvargo.com, to see little podcasts and web series and such I have been featured in and get news on whatever else I am doing. Um, and you can follow my dog on Instagram if you want. She's Pasta Pity on Instagram. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say it. If you want to read my Our Flag Means Death fan fiction, you can go to 
uh, fantasy queer icon on AO3 and read some of that. And why not? Lovely. Mike, how about you? We are at Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter. I saw you queue up a great tweet for this episode. So go True. check that out um, when it is scheduled to drop. Yeah, in two weeks from this recording. But if you're listening to this in real time, you can just go yeah. to Twitter right now and see a great tweet. True. Um, and I'm at Mike Wall or wait, <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. I'm at Flawless Lois on Instagram. Um, I yeah, that's it. Sam. Beautiful. You can follow me at Sam Stanish everywhere and follow my other podcast at Peter Drew's Pod on Instagram and Twitter, talking about Survivor every week, coming to the end. But actually, by the time you listen, you're listening to this, the season will be over. Uh, so oh I I hope I'm standing Cassidy's new million dollar check. I love our co-winners, uh, Cassie and Carla. Yes. Like, yeah, the the we tie were, in the, yeah, the we challenge this week tie. was uh, foreshadowing. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Slay, Ray, thank you for being here. This was beautiful, excellent, amazing. Slay. Right. Slay. Thank you for having me. Big Slay. Big Slay. Bye. Bye.